right, welcome back to another episode of On the Delo, and I'm really fucking excited today. Really excited because yeah. I got my my new friend, which I feel like has been my friend for like over a year now because I've been following him ever since I picked up his book Ripped at Fifty um, over at Optimize, which was. Uh, uh, really, really nice treat. And uh, anyways, in the studio today, I have Troy Casey, otherwise known as the Certified Health Nut. Welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. D-Lo's awesome. This is great, man. A um, couple things. Um, to start, you've been living in Sedona for how long? I moved there uh, soon after lockdown. The okay. L.A. kind of pooped the bed over there. Uh, I was there for 25 years. Never thought I'd leave. Gold's Gym every day. <laughs> Muscle Beach. Loving it. Bicycle every day. Santa Monica and Venice. And uh, boy, oh boy, the lockdown happened. The, the, the pollution vaporized in those first two weeks. And then the homeless got a little nuts. And then the... the uh, people in the park that work for the city started asking me all sorts of unconstitutional questions. Right. And the homeless situation were partying more in the alleys, getting louder. The 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 businesses that were open were like Burger King and uh, the liquor store and uh, the health food places. Well, <laughs> no, they closed the gym. I'm down. kidding. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. And actually, my life came full circle because I moved into the largest apartment. 2020 20th Street on March 3rd of 20th, and it was right across the street from Santa Monica College. Wow. And I started my acting career there 25 years previously. My son and I went out to the football field, throw the football. Dad, I love football. You know, we bought a football and stuff, and it was like, great, we've got a new house. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And two or three days later, the lockdown started, and Santa Monica College turned into a ghost town. And so we were playing hide-and-go-seek, like, commando style at yeah. night, and we were bombing the parking garage with my skateboard because there was no cars in there. It was a trip, man. Whoa! And then, and then, like I said, the people started coming up to me and, and you know— unhealthy people started coming up there and trying to check me on my quote-unquote health. I don't know how censored you are on these platforms, but uh, I was just like, this is not right, and I've got to get my children out of there. I was also paying for Waldorf education, a private school, yeah. and you know we're paying thousands of dollars per month per child, uh, and they put them on six hours of Zoom, and the Waldorf school system has a zero media policy, which was working like a charm. Yeah. Our children had no access to these computers, and now they're on for six hours, and I'm paying for it? I'm like, uh-uh. So we went out to Sedona, had a Waldorf school, no masks, boom, got yeah. them in, moved out, got out of the lease I had just signed. Oh, wow. And... Uh, you know, it was, it was kind of magical. So you love you love Sedona. That's how I discovered you. Like I saw you out there in Sedona on Bell Rock every day. I mean, just a beautiful area to to be hanging out at. Yeah, I mean, um, actually, it was my Native American um, um, mentor, or you know, one of the guys I do men's work with. Yeah, he does sweat lodges for us and stuff. Andrew Eckert, and I was on the phone with him, and I'm like, God, what's what's happening here? You know, it's L.A., and he's like, Dude. You're so Sedona. Like, why don't you just <laughs> totally. move there? That was April. By June, we were out there looking at properties. Everything was affordable then compared mm -hmm. to L.A. prices. Yeah. We moved out there, and within the month of moving out there, 
uh, there was no properties left, and everything was going up hundred, two, three hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, my buying. wife and I were looking for a second house, and we're like a million dollars before you even like remodel. Not doing it. No. Yeah. So, but the but the rental units. There's only ten thousand residents up there. Ten thousand right. houses. So there was nothing on the market, and we had a vacation rental only for five months. So by December, the end of my tour, I had no place to live. And um, luckily, my friend had a had a ranch out in uh, Bear Mountain, and I stayed out there for a couple of months in the Shaman Shack before I was able to locate a place. Very cool, yeah. And now you're down in Scottsdale, which is great because I get to see you. I actually met you down here, even though I was following you for you know a little over a year, and I had picked up your book, and and uh, I was it was so funny because I just turned 49 on Saturday. And I'm looking at this book, you know, about a year ago, and I'm like ripped at 50. I'm, and this right here gave me the antithesis to be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah. This guy can do it. I'm going to do it. Because yeah. 50 is such a – what was that number to you in your head? Did it mean anything or was it just a number or was it just kind of a goal that you were like, here I am? Well, I, you know, I've studied marketing because I had to get my <laughs> message out, right? right? I was in the Amazon. I had this vision. Um, I had an on-camera career. I was a Versace model. Yep. I started studying nutrition because I was bloating, and my agents would be like, oh, honey, you're fat. You know, no work for you for a few months. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I just went out and had pizza and beer. What's wrong with me? <laughs> so I went down, you know, started researching herbal medicine, natural medicine, natural food, and fasting, and I instantly got results. That was 33 years ago. And so it's just been a, a progression of learning. When I was in the Amazon drinking ayahuasca, with the Shipibo Indians, I had a vision of an amalgamation of my on-camera career. Mm. Um, uh, I was I was doing stand-up comedy in Hollywood. Really, at the time. Uh, improv stand-up comedy, acting in commercials, and uh, my natural medicine studies. And the amalgamation of all of that came to me, and the certified health nut was born. Yeah, in the Amazon, and it's been unfolding ever since. YouTube was a brand new reality. Didn't know about it before the Amazon came out of the Amazon with some cool digital footage, and I was like, whoa, I can upload distribution. Oh my god, because I'd been in Hollywood right. for maybe five, six, seven years trying to build a career, and. You had to beg to get work down there and, like, just get a student film yeah. to show people your yeah. work. And all of a sudden, the digital age started creeping on. So that was almost 20 years ago that I put my first videos up there. And that's been unfolding uh, ever since. And uh, I worked with an herbal company, so I monetized that way. Okay. You know, we had very powerful, clean herbs, no excipients, no binders, uh, all wild uh, herbs and organic herbs. And so... Uh, uh, that company was great, great, great company to build with, and we had an organic skincare line as wow. well, which is almost unheard of on the market. Right. So uh, I built and monetized there, and I, I just wasn't your average talking head on there. I was working with Indians in the Amazon researching these plants, and so I got some notoriety. Yeah. There, and then you know the algorithms changed, YouTube changed a lot of stuff, and Facebook popped open, and. I was able to, you know, really follow along on the digital uh, uh, stage, if you will. And then, uh, you know, through lockdowns, there's definitely the censorship went through the roof. Right, right. Well, so is there is there a, a big difference between the certified health nut and Troy when he was modeling? Like, wh what separated that? Or is it one and the same? Well, I like to say or like to think or like to work towards full integration. Yeah. Embodiment of ideas, right? There. I'm, I'm a parent. Uh, I like fitness. But if I'm talking to you, I'm not going to talk to you about, 
kids, if that's not our subject, and we're not going to talk about fitness. If you're asking me a question about something else, you know, I'm integrated. So yeah. I have this, I have business opportunities. I work with entrepreneurs, I coach people, but we're not going to, I'm going to talk about whatever's uh, on the menu yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fully integrated human being. And so, and like I'm, everybody else, I've made mistakes and I haven't always had my business act together. I didn't know what track I was running on yeah. at certain times. And so I, I like to ultimately be fully integrated. You know, I'm I, glad you said that because when people get, I, I think a lot of people, when they get first perceptions of people, including me, you know, because, you know, people will look at me online and be like, God, D'Lo, you're crazy or this and that. And, you know, what's funny is I go to bed at eight, wake up at four, and I'm not as crazy as everybody thinks. And, you know, I think a lot of times people will kind of look at your feed and look at you and see this persona of who you are has, you know, psycho chickens unite and, and you know, how much fun you are and this and that. But, you know, it's real important for people to understand, even like the first time that I had met you, in person, I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And you are legitimately um, just a very, um, how do I say, authentic, but also like, you know, you have a good ability to listen. And like you said, engage in the conversation of what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not this. You're not this guy that you know all of a sudden shows up and is a complete maniac. You, you're like, I got that in me, but though. you have it in you too. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. You just kind of, you, you you're kind of in the field of where where you're at at that time, and that's really cool. Thank you so yeah. much for that observation. I worked with one of my business partners, and we were doing a booth with the Amazon Herbs, and we were at Bioneers, which is uh, all about uh, visionaries. Um, uh, Gabor Mate spoken there, and John Perkins, and really interesting people. And this was in Marin County uh, in the mid-2000s. And, you know, I grew up on the street. Um, I was incarcerated as a youth. Um, I love hip-hop music. I'm yeah. educated. I read a lot. I've traveled extensively. I've been around the world 15 times. Dude, you wrote a book. You're <laughs> working on a second one now. Uh, and I got a third one in the can, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready to rock and roll. And so... Uh, so the thing is, is I can talk to people exactly where, where they're at. I pride myself on that. And also I came from the street and I watched a lot of, even my Versace model friends, they, they, they came from nothing and then all of a sudden we all did it together. And then I moved to LA and they act like they don't know me. And I'm like, Nev <laughs> never be that guy, right? Growing up on the street, it's like, if you're a dick, your card's going to get pulled, Yeah. right? So you know, come with some form of authenticity and groundedness. And so I have I had to learn to protect my energy because everybody wants a piece and, and I want to give as much as I possibly can. And I also have to protect my energy. But when I go out in the public, I make sure my energy's high or I don't go out in public. Right. 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 And so uh, it's been a it's been a learning curve. I mean, nobody really knows how to handle fame until they have to go through it. Right. Luckily, I kind of had a gradual thing going on. I was a Versace model back in the day. I was a model in Italy. You know, I still got accolades on the street from people I didn't know. Whoa, okay. Uh, but I never took myself seriously like, oh, I'm a celebrity or, oh, I'm this. Right. And now times I just have to protect my energy. I have children. I have to get my sleep. I have to get my workout in. And um, good, 
you know, people in modern day society, especially a town like this with a lot of entrepreneurs, they do respect that. And but if I'm at the gym and somebody asks me a question, I love to give as much mm-hmm. as I possibly can. Yeah. And if you want more, we can always go deeper. I have retreats. I have my book. I have online courses, et cetera. There's always invitation to go deeper. But I'd rather just you're the same way, David. Yeah. It's like I just want to give as much as possible and let the back end you know, take care of that if I can help people in any way. And not everybody necessarily has that same journey. You you have come into a place because of things that have happened to you in your past, and now you have a gift, and you have a gift that you're able to give to others to receive when they're ready to receive it. So let's talk about when you had, you know, certain illnesses in the past and what those were and how you were able to, you know, look at this and do different things to help yourself. And that's kind of led you into what you're doing now a little bit. Yeah. I like to say your curse is your gift, Mm -hmm. right? There's two forces that are guiding us, yin and yang and masculine, feminine, inhalation, exhalation, catabolic, anabolic, (laughs) et cetera. And so did I say masculine, feminine for all this gender bending weirdness that's going on in the world, (laughs) right? There's, there's laws of the universe. And so, so the bottom line is these two forces are guiding us. So the thing that I had with digestive issues, whether it was emotional upset or gut-wrenching, you know, trauma. You know, I don't like to put too many labels to it because I'm not a victim. Right. Everything that I've been through has galvanized me to the human being I am now. However, I did have gut dysfunction. I had, um, you know, um, what do they call it? acid reflux. Mm. I had I had asthma. Before I started eating clean and really cleaning up my diet, right. I, had, I had serious issues, and a lot of it was constipation, adult constipation. And even though I uh, attained certain... Um, benchmarks in eating and fasting and herbal medicine, I still had that constipation for many years that really just energy just got stuck there. So I hit it emotionally. I hit it spiritually. I did a lot of years of meditation. And I've amassed this experiential information. People want to know, oh, you're a doctor, you're this or you're that. It's like, I actually went through the fire on every single level and kept facing myself. And that's where I get my knowledge base from. You know, talk is cheap. But if I've sat, you know, 110 days in silence of meditation, I can tell you my experience and what that did for my nervous system and where I've come from. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm an emotional, passionate person and I can burn people out. And I've had to cultivate the energy to calm that and smooth that out, get more into rhythm and flow through all my practices. So I'm very yang. So all my practices that I teach, especially in my men's group, are very yin. Yeah. Right. It's calming the nervous system, lowering the stress levels, fine tuning the nutrition, optimizing the sleep rather than trying to outrun your bad diet in the gym. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Because right. you, you do a lot of um, you do a lot of breathing work. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of, you know, just meditate, meditation, body movement, stuff like that, that really doesn't involve a lot of heavy weight, if any at all. Mm-hmm. And that's so funny that you describe yourself as a yang, because I, I feel the same way. And once I and learning from you, you know, watching you and, you know, a mutual friend of ours, you know, Michael, um, you know, being introduced to him and you reintroduced to him, um, you know, training with him and doing body weight and learning my body like mm-hmm. today's workout. You know what it was? It was stretching for an hour. Mm-hmm. That was my workout. Yeah. He said, Dilo, he goes, here's the thing. This is a workout. Mm-hmm. Rest is a workout. 
people like they think they just got to go in and beat the shit out of themselves all the time and they're doing themselves any good. And it sounds like, you know, you were able to kind of figure that out. And I mean, people look at this, you know, you don't you don't get this from beating the shit out of yourself. Now, there are times where you I'm sure you well, go and you balance. work hard. You see me on the ball. Yeah. You're balancing yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> So, Which is what the ancients, I don't want to take credit for that, it's what the ancient sages have all said. Walk the middle path, yeah. the, the razor's edge, the, the S-curve of the yin-yang symbol. Right. Right? Balance, yin and yang. 100%. So when you wake up, at like what, what, is a, what is a physical day for you? Do you just kind of take it as, as you wake up in the moment and how you feel? Like you may do Qigong one day, you may do yoga one day, you may do, I don't know, out in the park. The answer is yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. I do like to be much more intuitive and allow it to flow. Yeah. I have, I don't even think I have like any morning routine, but I have about a thousand things I can do at any given day yeah. and things that will fill my cup up, things that will uh, energize me, um, energy cultivation practices, Qigong. Stuff like that. Uh, I have just in this year because I wanted to get a few things straight in business and really advance and some things were not working out. And, and relationship wise, I'm 57 years old right now. There's some things that do need to be mastered. And so I made that commitment this year. I went to a Joe Dispenza uh, event and really got reignited back into my meditation. Um, and there's a few other practices, journaling. Uh, going back to my gratitude, which is in the book, which really changed my life. And we all think, oh, yeah, I'm grateful for all that stuff. Yeah, write three things down in the morning, three things down at night, and watch your life change. So I'm back to that practice again. I'm also, last year I did 100 consecutive days of Qigong on, online. So that got me up around 5, 5.30. So I'm consistently waking up at that time as opposed to 7 yeah. or 6.30. And so that's helped. I'm in the gym now that I'm in Scottsdale. I love it down here. Um, and that says a lot coming from Sedona, right? And uh, I have the McDowell Mountains, which are yeah. my mountains. You know, uh, the, the Indians used to say that that piece of land, that river, or the mountains that were behind you. And I really feel the McDowells are, are part of me right now. Connects, yeah. Yeah. And so it's very beautiful here. I've got my lifestyle. I've got, I've got my electric bikes. My kids are here. Um, and so my dog's here. So I have a lifestyle that, that's really working for me. And so I hydrate first thing in the morning, mm. lemon juice or the malic acid from apple cider vinegar. If I don't have the lemons, okay. uh, this activates the kidney energy. I flush my body. I, I add minerals. I get the mineralization and the hydration in in the morning to make sure I have that. Once I start eating, because my digestion is still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I don't like to eat throughout the day because right. I want my cognitive function. So intermittent fasting and juicing I've been doing for 33 years. That works for me. Yeah. So, um, and I take a lot of herbs in the morning. So either pre-digested superfoods and juice uh, with herbs um, and then hydrate, then get some meditation, cold shower. Um, the problem is in the modern days you get on these phones and, oh God, there yeah. goes an hour or two. But the great thing about me being on the phone is it's work. It is. So I can work. I do have to watch the stress levels because EMF and uh, uh, electromagnetic radiation is a real thing. I can feel it on yeah. my energy field. So I have to watch it. Uh, but sometimes I pick up the phone and sometimes I don't. You know, and the, and the more I don't pick up the phone or pick up caffeine for at least the first hour and a half, kind of the better my day goes. Yeah. And so, uh, so I try and do that as best as I can. Otherwise, I make my way to the gym sometime in the morning and... Uh, 
I get whatever workout in. I'm, I'm Michael's philosophy. I'll go in there and stretch. Movement is medicine, so I'm there to move my lymphatic fluids and get my biomechanics on point. If that means deadlifting that day, great. If that means stretching my hamstrings that day, great. If that means dead hanging and and I do the jiggly machine. Do you get? Do you ever go on the? Power? Oh, I know the jiggly machine. Yeah. The power plate. Yeah. They're very effective because the purpose of exercise is moving lymphatic fluids, right. and so. Uh, so I'll do that. I'll do whatever it takes to get my energy field up. Yeah. Then I'll come home and I like to work from about 10 to 2 or 10 to 1. Uh, and then that's when I have to start either getting my children or maybe take the dog out for a walk. I do 20-minute naps. Anything over that's going to start dipping into your melatonin. Brain and, tap? And I have a brain I've tap. I've seen it in your room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have a brain tap. And Dr. Patrick Porter, big shout-out to brain tap guys. Uh, I use that sometimes. Uh, there's uh, YouTube binaural beats I've used mm, over the years. Yeah. Um, um, and so, and I'm on Joe Dispenza's stuff right now. Yep. And uh, he put you into a real deep one. Yeah. Dispenza stuff. And, Theta, and boom. When, yeah. And when you go to his seminars and he's doing it, lights out. Yeah. I'm going and I, I think we're going to do the next one in Denver. Really? Yeah. Because I have a strong calling to go there and. My friends have been there, and there's a lot of good people that go there, and I think it's next level. Good yeah, energy. I'm, 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 I'm excited to keep going down that road. I like to do the dark room as well, which Aaron Rodgers just announced he was going to do it. You didn't hear about that? No. I guess he's up for a new contract, and he's like, you know, the Raiders or, you know, the Chiefs or I, I don't know. I don't follow football or right, whatever. Right, neither do I. He's got like four teams he can play with. Yeah. And he's going to go in the dark room for four days and figure it out. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And his friend Aubrey Marcus went through it. Yeah. And, and Aaron drank ayahuasca a couple of years ago, and, and that changed his life. And so, so uh, yeah, and I'm up for the dark room, too. I just uh, haven't done it yet. And so— uh, Well, here's the, here's the thing. Your, your social game, like you said, is on point. Now— you also said it's also, you know, I know you enjoy it, but it's also work. It's how you get your stuff out there. It's what you do. Everything you put out is very, it's informative. It's positive. Again, you do make a very good point to state that, look, just because I do it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's going to resonate with you. There might be certain aspects. Now, you do a lot. So there might be an aspect of something that you do that people absolutely resonate with and love it and follow you for that. And there might be other things where, like, yeah, you know what? I just don't want to fast, you know. I, I like to eat or this works for me. Um, and, and I think that's great because there's so much value for people to be able to follow you and to, you know, to get some of that education that you've put, you know, decades into now by trial and error. <laughs> yeah, to, to heal my own dysfunction, to be calm in, inside my own nervous system and, and be presentable to the world and be of service and be able to give my yeah. gifts, you know, uh, that that anxiety or that 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 high energy you feel around me is you know that's nervous system that's trauma if you look at Gabor Mate's you mm. know you know work and stuff like that and look I've been trying to heal it for my whole life but I, I realize that you know the curse is your gift and so thank God for all of it and actually Joe Rogan uh, mentions this on his podcast he said my friends that are the most fucked up, no, no, my, my friends that are the most talented and successful have had the most fucked up childhoods. So, you know, and, yeah. and, and I pride myself on being the best father I can be always and forever. And when I fall, pick myself up. And my ex-wife got, you know, a little pissed and she's like, oh, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, look, 
I'm there and present and loving for my kids, and I and 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 I'm gonna fuck up here and there, and no matter what happens to those kids, yeah, they're gonna be awesome. Yeah. Period. I mean, I had a water birth for my son. They both went to Waldorf school. I only feed them organic food. I haven't poked them with any weird, you know, injections or anything like that. And so my kids are extremely healthy, coherent, and. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be a perfect parent. Nobody is. Nobody is. I've seen your kids on stories. I've seen, you know, what a certified health nuts kid eat and this and that. And, then the, and the, I mean, that's great. And it's so funny how even me included, you know, in early stages of just kind of learning about my own body, like looking at people that I, um, you know, kind of not not role model or idolize, but I, I look up to and I, and I want to know what they're doing. You know, I want to know what eggs you're eating or what type of meat or this and that, you know. And so it's really cool to see you share that because not everybody shares their life the way that you do and and honestly I do at times too <laughs> so it's, it's funny fun. you say that because you know people always want to know like what I eat like that's my only yeah. secret ingredient my right. special diet it works for me <laughs> may work for you but I made a good YouTube video with my assistant a couple years back when I was out at Bear Mountain I was living in the I went from the mini mansion to the shaman shack and it was so funny there was a refrigerator outside of this little pink shack and we went through my refrigerator. You gotta watch it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Because there was just, you know, it was whatever was in it. Whatever was in and it. And I ate. explained it. And some one of my friends killed a deer and it was in there as well. And I don't know, there's just some interesting stuff. So if you ever wanna see it, yeah. I'm not saying it's perfect for you, but there were some fermented vegetables. Everything that I bought in the refrigerator was organic. And uh I'm like, I didn't even know what was in it. Let's see what's in it. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> so when you talk about, so fermented vegetables, I'm really on that right now. It's funny that you bring that up. And you talk about gut health and how you still have issues with your gut. Would you would you say, like, the gut is maybe one of the most single important things to keep in check for people? Gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's next to your breathing mechanics, yeah. which is attached to your gut. I mean, that's why I'm a holistic guy, because you can't really isolate any one thing. But... You hold your soil or the salt of the earth inside your gut. Your gut is your second brain. Some say it's the first brain. Mm -hmm. It's your gut intuition. My spiritual quest is to not think whatsoever, to wake up, be in the present moment, and be guided by God. I love it. And the, and the internal mechanisms are always there. The question is, is are we listening? Yeah. Or are we in tune? Or is your gut restored enough to follow your gut instincts? Yeah, and if your gut is hurting or it's too distracting, you really can't live the life that you're meant to, to live here because you're too distracted. Well, that's what happened to me. Yeah. I was bloating and I did indigestion. I mean, you're, when your gut's messed up, uh, it's just, and that's why also I don't like to eat because it's a mystery. Yeah. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, at least I got all the inflammatory agents out. No more gluten, no more things that affect me. The only thing I eat is what I know is not going to give me a food hangover. Right. So, so. But also, you got other emotional components, and, and you know, you got to eat balanced meals. A little bit of greens can activate digestive fire yeah. and digestive juices, and maybe a little bit. And sometimes I'm just hungry, and I just want that, you know, ri rib soup or, <laughs> totally. you know, egg sandwich or, you know, and mo most of my meals I cook myself, but I know fresh squeezed juice doesn't upset my stomach. Yeah, yeah. And, right? that, and I think that's a good lesson for everybody listening. It's like, 
find out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Just because Troy is doing something doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work for you, but mm -hmm. it works for him, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, and I'm the same way. Like, I know that I can't eat gluten. It absolutely crushes me. I can't eat sugar. I'm well, addicted to it. It also shows in your face, right? Because you don't have that inflammation. You don't have right. that drag underneath your eyes. And so it shows whatever mechanisms you've put in place. Yeah, no, and, and, and thank you for that. Like I said, I just turned 49. I think I look pretty good. I'm on my quest to 50 right now, and I will look like uh, a version of this, but my own version, uh, getting there quickly. Um, no, that's Yeah, it's great. a gorilla body in the wild. There you go. Um, so I want to talk about clean soil, because I think this is something that I know you're passionate about. Not a lot of people talk about it. What is, like, what's going on, you know? <laughs> and, and should more people be gardening and, and doing things that are more, you know, in tune with the earth? Yes, and I think I'd like to quote, was it Gandhi? Uh, the woman brought her son and it was addicted to sugar and he, he wanted to give him some advice and he said, come back in two weeks. And, it, and then they came back in two weeks and he said, okay, stop eating sugar. And she goes, why'd you make me come back for two weeks for that? He goes, I was still eating sugar, right? So you, can't, you can only lead by example. Yeah. So yes, I do believe gardening is there. As a modern day human and a city dweller, I have not reached that point. Yeah. Gardening is super important. And when I lived in Sedona, somebody planted seven or eight fruit trees and I did have the Sedona greenhouse project come over and plant some stuff. And the other thing was it was my first house cause I'd been living in apartments in mm. cities for, uh, 45 years of my adult life. Yeah. So it was the first time I had a backyard and I was like landscaper. Like I like the wildflowers. Right. I, I, I like the, bush, I like the weeds, the bushery. Well, the weeds, but actually I had a great, and the, and the hummingbirds were there and yeah, the, and the bees the were there. And yep. I was just like, and yeah, the neighbors started knocking on my door. Hey, you know, and then, <laughs> cause Sedona's got laws and yeah. home, uh, homeowners associations. So I did have to trim everything up and, and, uh, but I, I really liked that. So I did have a garden last year when, when I, I lived in a place. Uh, and I do need, I do choose to get my game on gardening uh, eventually, but uh, regenerative soil. I think Josh Tickell, he did a couple of movies. He did one on uh, energy as well as regenerative farming. Uh, Kiss the ground, I think, was his video. Mm. The British Soil Association probably has the most definitive science on soil science. Some scientists say I don't. I don't like to use the doom and gloom. I worked in the Amazon. I saw what we were doing there. The work that I do is to transform human consciousness so we can live in symbiotic relationship with I nature. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, so the move towards the awareness around the soil, the awareness that the industrial age of manifest destiny, which is great. I love flushing my toilets and driving down the street and having technology and getting in planes and traveling around the world. I love all that stuff, right? I love that there's no crime, you know, or minimal crime in the places that I live. So, but I do think we can do better and upgrade. Yeah. And I do think we can liberate humanity beyond oil and beyond the petrodollar and beyond petrochemical byproducts and pesticides, herbicides, and drugs, right? I believe that, I know that we can do better because I'm living proof of that, yeah. right? Eating organic food looks like this at 57. Um, um, you know, optimizing your situation as much as possible looks and feels good. Yeah. Right? It's actually the real sexy. It does. Right? Yeah. And so, so... Um, so th that's what I advocate for. Uh, you, we are only as healthy as the environment is healthy. You're only as healthy as the blood your brain is sitting in, mm -hmm. right? And so 70% of the American people are obese right now. Uh, one in two will get cancer, and uh, um, nine out of 10 people are metabolically dysfunctional. 
So there's plenty of room for growth, yeah, right? Yeah. So, and the soil directly affects everything. Billions of pounds of toxic compounds have been pumped into the environment every single year since the dawn of the Industrial Revolution. So we have contaminated, and what we're seeing with all these weird anomaly, autoimmune, chronic fatigue, Crohn's disease, you know, all these sicknesses across the board is a direct reflection of how we treat the environment. That's why my book also represents the natural law of correspondence, as above, so below. How do we expect the world to be healthy if we are not healthy, if we don't take care of our own real estate, right? right? The body temple, the spiritual space suit. So if we naturally take care of this thing, then we're going to be like, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the whole picture. Yeah. So let me, how can I help my... Because we're one. Yes, we're, we're one. And how can I help my backyard? How can I help my local environment? Yeah. You know, I didn't... I drive cars and take planes, right? But I didn't have a car in the city of Los Angeles for six years, right? Yeah. And, and there's been multiple times... One year, 2016, I didn't drive at all for the whole year. Wow. Now, my lifestyle was on the beach, and I had a bicycle, and, and I even had kids at that time, right? Yeah. But I didn't drive, for, and that was by a choice, right? It's not my badge of honor. I also have not been taking bags from stores for 30-plus years. Wow. When I first did that in a department store um, uh, in Connecticut when I was back— uh, uh, I was reading books on nutrition, and I read about Michio Kushi, who was a macrobiotic guy, and just he made so much intelligent sense and in about use and waste, and yeah. and so I went back and I think I bought like a teapot at a department store, and uh, they were putting it in a bag, and I was like, I don't need a bag, and she's like, Oh my god, <laughs> security's going to come and get you, and I was like, I have this little piece of paper right here called a receipt, yeah. You know, and so it was so mind blowing. By the time I got back to San Francisco, they had started asking because they're a little bit more progressive, right? And they had started asking, "Do you need a bag?" I was like, "Wow!" Well, now it, they pay you to to use your own bags, correct? Yeah. So, and even if I'm at Whole Foods today, I will cart it out to my trunk and throw it in there if I forget my bag. Yeah. Um, and so, so just the little things right. of what I can do, and most of my advocacy is all about health. And I think once the human being is flipped on, we can all do these little mechanisms that will make bigger change. But again, 70% of the American people are obese or overweight, gut dysfunction through the roof, metabolic dysfunction. So people aren't even thinking on this yeah. level. So my job is to get people's attention. Attention, according to Alex Hermosi, is the new oil. So if Kylie Jenner be can become a billionaire when John D. Rockefeller was the first like billionaire out of nowhere, mm, right? Yeah. So, well, that's just Alex Hermosi's, you know. No, it's a good point. Yeah. Analyzation. So Kylie Jenner's in her 20s. Right. And like, what does she really do? What's her talent, right? Not to <laughs> diminish it. She's beautiful or whatever. But if she can become a billionaire, then attention is the new oil, according to him. And I've definitely gotten enough attention and turned that into a business, right? Yes. And attention right now it's such a it's it's like gold it's like finding the gold and you get people's attention and then once you have their attention and then you make them feel good yeah then you have them yeah. you know and then you're creating this community so let's talk about this community because now and you're that's in, my metric now you're in phoenix i know oh better. i know that's why you're here with me that's <laughs> why you become my friend so we, now that you're here in scottsdale and phoenix and you're creating you know you've already created an obviously an online community you're you, you want to do and you're going to do these events describe to me what you know what the next few months what the rest of this year like what what you what are you planning on what what do you want people to to know and come out and see and, and be a part of? Uh, we're going to do the Certified Health Nut uh, Health Revival Summits, right? Love it. And so 
I, I've worked enough with people that I really like working with regular people that don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But they look down and they're like, oh, shit, I'm fucked. Right? They got a tire <laughs> around them. Right. right? They're in their 20s. They can't get it up. Maybe they tried Viagra a couple of times. I mean, how is that? Yeah. I, I've had a boner all the way through my 50s, right? <laughs> and so so it's like, so, you know, and I was doing men's groups in, in, in Venice Beach, and quickly we grew out of the space. I mean, there were 60 guys, like all these tech guys sitting at desks. Like, guys are thirsty for something else. Yeah. I want to get back to the men's work, but the health revival summits will be co-ed. Okay. But the men's work I really love because with no females around, men are able to be vulnerable and real. And usually when one man starts talking, the tears start flying because a lot of guys have the same situation. Most people can't put it to words. They don't have anybody to open up to. Yeah. I'm not really there to coach them. I'm really, I will hold the circle yeah. to where it works, but ultimately people are just coaching themselves. They're letting it out in the fire, which is the most ancient thing we've ever done, right? And so the fire used to be the old TV, right? Yeah, yeah. You sit around it, you tell stories, but when there's no females around, men, they're not peacocking, they're not trying to get attention, they're not competing with each other. And the reason I say that is because I did bring a woman uh, teacher to uh, a men's event, and it was the worst thing. It really just turned everything upside down and really broke the continuity of what we were doing. We probably started on Friday, Saturday night brought her in, and it just got weird. Just changed the energy. It yeah. Just, it, it just doesn't work. Because men don't need much, right? They right. don't need much at all. I try and keep them moving instead of the chit-chat, because we can all chit-chat. Boom, let's do some qigong. Let's do some breath work. Get out of your mind, into your body. Chuck them in an ice bath. Yeah. And then, boom, everybody's feeling much better. All right, sit around the fire. What's going on with you? That's amazing. And when people, especially men, feel heard and there's no other one to impress or anything, yeah. they can really be honest with themselves. And that honesty from either them or another man is really going to help them feel better. It's going to help them feel stronger, more connected. And then they can go out into the world and do better. And so, and then we do that at, at the retreat level. We do fire circles, you know, on Friday type of thing. And cool. then, we, then we do retreats on, on bigger pieces of land and sweat lodges and, you know, more yeah. advanced stuff. I bring a lot of special forces guys as well. Um, you know, men like being around real men. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. It just, it works. It's not like I have to have any special curriculum. I don't need to put anybody in the fire seat unless they really want to go there. The right. possibility is there. I do have the tools, but I don't, I like to stay out of that position. Men will fall into their own, you know, they'll coach themselves. Yeah. They'll get clear. Yeah. They're around a bunch of other men that can be like, you know, how's that working out for you? Right. Right. You no, I, I, I think it's great. And, and, you have so many segments of you know of things that you are doing that include not just men but everybody and you know one of the things that I'm doing which I've I've shown you is my healing hospitality and I think um you know this day and age with a, a culture of the debauchery that goes on in the hospitality industry and I've served the hospitality industry for 25 years now you know and so it's my passion to want to give back like your passion to do what you're doing and so I'm excited because I'm you know gonna uh, you know gravitate you to come and and do one of my healing hospitality events Mm -hmm. to you know just to get people out of their out of their zone and be a part of a community together that they can look at each of these other people that are in the same industry and be like 
wow, you know, I got you. I understand, like, you know, that sort of thing. And I think that's what people need more of. They need conduits like us to be able to, you know, and, and, and maybe some people don't need it, and that's okay. But the ones that do and see it and are a part of it, that I think I really think that's why we're here. Yeah, I agree. And I really applaud you for what you're doing. And you brought up the word authenticity. You know, I just went to an event recently and there were some yoga teachers and uh, I just thought it was so like, it was full of affectation. Well, now we're going to do the and the down, the breathing. And it was just like, uh, it wasn't grounded in real yoga principles. Like they hadn't even mastered that. It was like, they took a class, they phoned it in and they were bringing it in to Scottsdale, you know? And it's just like, I like to just bring the street level realness of like, you know, let's just move the body. Let's get out of our heads. Don't question anything. You can't do it wrong. That's what I love to right. teach. Right. That's you a great phrase. You can't do yeah. it. You can't do it wrong. And so, uh, and really offer that because I pride myself on zero fluff and zero affectation. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We're going to... Um, we're, we're going to end today, but I'm going to end today not because I don't want to keep talking to you for another hour, but because you and I are going to do a lot of cool stuff together. I also want to do a segment where we do a little gardening at my house. I think oh, that would be yeah. fun. Oh, that's right. So you do the gardening. I, I love I got, that. I got three gardens over there. I want you to come over and do some of that. But I do, uh, Dude, that'll be great content. It'll man. be fun. I'll get my film guy and yeah. the whole nine. We'll have a blast. So I do have some quick fire questions for you. Um, there's Again, there's no wrong. Okay. Aliens or Bigfoot? Both. (laughs) But here's the thing about aliens, because people ask me all the time, you know, do they exist? Look, I don't give it that much time and attention. I love love Bigfoot, because when I was up in the Pacific Northwest, it's like a real thing up there. Yeah. I was at the gas station, and I was asking people. Next thing you know, we got a whole line of people telling Bigfoot stories up in the whole rainforest in the Pacific Northwest at a gas station. I was like, wow, this is cool. One of your shirts has Bigfoot on it. I love Sasquatch. Yeah. And then, but aliens, like, I don't give it my present moment time yeah. the potentials there have i ever met one no yeah uh do i know anybody you know no uh dude i'm in the same boat i'm in the same boat but when i'd it, love to see one but when i see it i want to do i want to see it do a 180 degree turn i want to do 500 miles right in front of my face yeah i want it to be as big as a mountain <laughs> up in the sky like i want to really see it not kind of out of the side and of my was eye was that or not yeah no i i hear you um when it comes to cars are you more of a, a, a flash guy or a dash guy I'm a Rolls Royce guy. Okay, so a little bit of flash. I, well, I like luxury, so I grew yeah. up with uh, Cadillacs. Mm. My, my dad had a 69 convertible Cadillac, and I think I was branded early on. I've had nine Cadillacs of my own. Uh, I, I just love the old caddies. They're so beautiful. And after the 86 uh, gas prices went up over a, a dollar, you could pick the things up for less than a thousand bucks. Yeah, and they would have all that. the luxury. And so I had quite a few. And then I rented a, a, a Rolls for the launch of my book. And it was great marketing. And I really, I, I just like it. It was during, it was during the riots, the BLM riots in yeah. LA, uh, Antifa riots, right during lockdown. And, uh, it was the weirdest thing. One of the one of the companies I partnered with is in Compton, California. So I drove down there to pick up some product, and I was in the hood, and the guys from the hood are like telling me all their dreams. And then I drive through Hollywood, and the, the National Guard was on the street, and the cops were get it the fuck out, you, you know, like telling everybody. And I was like, excuse me, sir, do you know, do you have any great coupon? <laughs> Rolls and, they, and they would be like, and they would be like, oh, yes, sir, just go down the street right there. It was like parting of the Red Sea. It was oh the trippiest God. thing. And then, of course, in Scottsdale, there's so many affluent, there's Ferraris, there's McLarens. Not a lot of people have the Rolls. So no. I just, 
I love that iconography and I love suicide doors. And so the Rolls Royce ghost and phantom is in my crosshairs. That's awesome. I got to show you a picture. My dad had two of them in, back in the eighties. Um, Gucci or Armani? Uh, Gucci all the way. I mean, I'm a classic guy, but Armani never fit my style, yeah. you know, uh, and give me Gucci and classic, uh, as much as possible, because um, I know a lot of their stuff is flash, yeah. and I got a couple flash pieces, but uh, yeah, Gucci all the way. All right. Um, Grandmaster Flash or Public en en Enemy? Uh, Grandmaster Flash, because of the origins, and Chuck D uh, went the opposite direction, fight the power. When the lockdowns happened, man, he was all about uh, obey the power. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm chucking him under the bus, and I love their music, but uh, yeah, Grandmaster Flash for the origins. Whole Foods or Sprouts? Sprouts, baby. Yeah. But I do go to Whole Foods because they got good stuff. I see you over there. I need the food, you know, and, and it's and it's a social hub. But, you know, Sprouts and Natural Grocers is actually the number one. Yeah, Natural Grocers is great. And then uh, last but not least, um, it, what, what do you like better, the winter or the summer? The summer is, you know, kind of more enjoyable, but living in a cold winter in Sedona taught me that my body loves the cold. As much as you kind of want it to be yeah. warm, the, the cold is more stimulating. It's more, it, it helps the year, because the hot is hot here, Yeah, even in Sedona. And so, you know, I've learned to love the cold, but that's why I lived in California. It's 70 degrees right, year all around, the time. you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Two places, man. That's why we bought up in Sholo, and we've, we're going to be down here, you know, during the winter. So there, maybe there is no winter and there is no summer for us. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Okay, where can – I'm going to put all this in show notes, and we're going to promote it and, and this and that. I know you have social media all over. What do you want to, you know, tell everybody right now? Where to follow you the best? Yeah, at Certified Health Nut um, all across the Internet. My Twitter is Mr. Health Nut. Um, YouTube Certified Health Nut. The brand is completely branded across the internet. Cool. CertifiedHealthNut.com. I like Twitter now. I don't know if you've been over there, but Elon Musk bought it. And at least for the moment, I don't know if they're trying to corral all the uh, awakened people, but it's a shit show of truth over there. I'm a Twitter. Uh, I'm a Twitter twit. I don't even know how to use it, so Me I'm neither. just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. So, but, but the truth is being exposed. Have you seen it? No, lately? I haven't even been uh, on there. Well, that's look. If I can leave you guys with one thing, <laughs> go over to Twitter because all the things that were called conspiracy and all that stuff, all of the data is out there now. And so um, one of these senators, she was, was it Margie Taylor Greene or whatever? And I know the political people are all bamboozled and, and corralled into th the left isn't even the left and the right isn't. I'm a center guy, yeah. but I look like a extreme right because of the pictures that are painted. I have very progressive ideas about energy and money and the future of humanity. And then I have very family first and God orientation. Right. And, and, and the country's pretty cool f for what it stands for. Right. So, so, but in, what you going to throw me into the, under the MAGA bus? I didn't even mention that. Yeah. Right. It's just, uh, so, so, and, and plus, you know, if I start talking about the Amazon and taking care of yourself and the environment, people, oh, you're a libtard. Or, oh, easy, everybody. <laughs> you know, and this is divide and conquer. Everybody is, wants to label everything. Yeah. Which, is, which, is, which is communism. And so, so divide and conquer is the oldest trick in the book. It's in the Marxist, Marxist manifesto. And so we're here to unify our brothers and sisters. And so go over and look at Twitter. So Marjorie Taylor Greene was on there, and she got banned. And there is a new House committee. 
that is taking task for everything that happened in the last three years. Yeah. And uh, and also the social media giants, the election fraud, all these things. Hunter Biden's laptop, it's being dismantled. Uh, uh, J- uh, Jim Jordan from Ohio is. Do you know anything about this? No, I, I don't follow any of this shit. I'm. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I do know what's going on yeah. in the world, and I do like Jim Jordan. There's a handful of politicians that are, you know, they do care about, you know, this country. So Jim Jordan was a wrestler, and I think he was in the military. But he's a good congressman. He's over there, and it's some kind of House committee on, you know, what happened the last three years, and they are taking him to task. So she had Yale Roth. Uh, a Twitter executive for trust and safety on the stand. And she was asking him why I got banned as a senator and free speech is supposed to be legal in this country. And then the child pornography, none of them got uh, banned. And there were two children that were, uh, there was a video exposed of these two uh, children, underage children, uh, exposed in some sex act, and they didn't take that down yeah. either. So this is actually going on, and so you can catch that. You can catch that on Twitter. So basically, Twitter is I don't know useful, I guess, at this point. But um, all right, well, fun shit, man. I I'm so glad to have you. We're gonna do this again, and uh, I'm excited to promote your events coming up and, and doing some stuff together. Everybody, I want to thank you for for listening. Please uh, subscribe, like, give me a five star. I'd, I'd really appreciate it. We're really building this platform. We're having some fun, and podcast is sponsored by myself because I can do that, and uh, that's about it, man. So good to have you. And uh, until next time, peace out.